Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best ice cream? Top gaming consoles. Best blenders? Nothing is off limits. Everyone is wrong, even when they think they're right. I'm your host, Zach Rancor, and with me as always is Dylan Jupp and Thomas Lockhart. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I am doing absolutely fantastic, Zach. Oh, that's so good to hear. Tom, it's been it's been ages. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing three times better than Dylan's doing. Three times? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, we'll 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 see. We'll see by the end of this how you're really feeling. <laughs> Got some healthy competition there. So this is great. This is actually our very first episode of this show. Um, bear with us. You know, we're we're like a virgin touched for the very first time. So uh it, it, it's go it's gonna be fun. Uh, but basically, uh, what we're doing for this show is this is the brainchild of Mr. Dylan Jepp. We are taking any top five list you can think of, and we are breaking it down and discussing our certain top five picks. Uh, there are no limits to what we discuss, and everything is up for grabs. So are we ready to get in, guys? I am completely ready. We are absolutely ready. I'm ready to go. Here we go. All right, we're we're locked in. So, all right, well, this week's category, top five 90s albums. That's right, the 1990s, guys. They were a time that uh, maybe some of our listeners weren't born yet. Kind of a crazy concept to think that uh, it's 2021 and the 90s were 30 plus years ago. So uh, pretty gnarly. But, um, you know, there was a, a certain genre of music that came out around that time. And some of the best music, I mean, some historians would say that is the greatest decade in musical history. And we're going to talk about uh, about why that is. So by no means are we experts or historians in uh, in 90s, 1990s music. I mean, I speak for myself. I, Dylan might be an expert in 90s music, but I imagine he's going to probably just say some sort of Megadeth shit the entire time. So as the mm-hmm. oldest one here, I definitely think that I have the most experience in the 90s. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah okay i think we all have 10 years in the 90s you might but i was older therefore just a little bit you know a little bit more knowledgeable a little bit more mature i'll give it to you <laughs> i don't know about all that man. <laughs> i mean i like i i don't know i listened to a lot of millie vanilli in the 90s i don't know whatever no, my no, mom listened n- to in the car <laughs> no one actually listened to millie vanilli like even Millie Vanilli didn't listen to it themselves. <laughs> they just dance around everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing everybody's music and whatnot. So um, cool. All right. So Dylan, what is uh and, and let let's uh let's preface this by saying this isn't in this isn't in any particular order. These are just our top fives. You had to make a decision. Your five favorite albums from the 1990s. What is your first choice, Mr. Jupp? So yeah, I was I was looking at the list and doing a, a five to one is just impossible. I I'm, I'm deleted multiple things from this list here and added other albums. But uh, so we're just going to go with one that actually um, came at the late 90s. One of the absolute that I think is a, a, a perfect album. And I don't like to say that a lot. This, the first stained album, uh, Dysfunction. I 100% think that that album from from head to toe uh, from I don't remember how many tracks are on there. I think nine or ten or whatever. But each one of them completely perfect uh it was one of the like i don't think much of their other stuff after the fact uh was all that great but this album by itself was absolutely perfect in my opinion from uh every single song on there so that'll be uh that'll be one of my five right there fascinating uh is that the one that has it's been a while since i've been that's no, a stain song it, i know no, it's no, not that, that one because that's, that's, that's the what second it, album 
Yeah, that's from the second album, which went way, way downhill. The first one was just, it's heavy, it's it's angry, it's gritty, and it was just like, I mean, he was he was not uh, uh, singing his best ballad or whatever whatever it's called that you know there was no there was no power in 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 that with uh you know it's not on what was it kiss 106.1 or whatever used to be once upon a time playing that stuff absolutely not this was it was heavy it was angry you know it was it was at a time right at the tail end of the 90s when like corn was getting really really popular (laughs) and and uh and just all of that heavy heavy stuff feeling like a freak on a leash what was the album called again the stain album dysfunction dysfunction yeah some of the so it has uh mud shovel that was the hit song on there uh mud shovel was just an absolutely fantastic song and uh some other really good ones um on there you know it definitely has the uh the emotion um i just checked it it's nine songs on there i couldn't i was nine or ten i couldn't remember but very emotional but um definitely one of the just just uh, each song is just fantastic it's just it's heavy it's it's got a great like um Aaron Lewis does a great job like singing when he needs to but he can do the growl when it's like a very heavy album and and absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I get, I could dig it. I I mean I don't have much of a stained background. I don't know Tom, what do you think? Uh I agree, but that is their only good album. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it went that's way it. downhill. <laughs> yeah, didn't he do yeah. didn't he do country or something like that afterwards? Aaron Lewis? I think you're thinking Darius Rucker. <laughs> Would you say that he was dysfunctional at that point? Oh, got him. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it it went way downhill after the fact. That I do know. Yeah, when when uh, when the song It's Been a While came out, he realized that he could just go the route of writing really sad, sappy songs and and probably made way more money. But the first album was just absolutely just this killer. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll have to uh, put it in my in my Napster queue. Ah yes, download it from Bear Share, (laughs) LimeWire, and get some get some viruses while I'm at it. Oh yeah, it's a download. Download two songs. (laughs) Download two songs, get one virus special. There you go. Awesome. So Thomas, what is your uh, what is your your top one of your top choices? Okay, well I'm going to disagree with Dylan and that this list was super easy to do because I only listened to like 15 bands. (laughs) So my first is Raging. Rage Against the Machine, their self-titled debut. Mm -hmm. Every song on it is great. Tom Morello is amazing at guitar. And Zach De La Roca is the best rap rock singer I'm going to go with. Can't think of any others that I'd even put up there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anthony Kiedis is another guy that comes to mind, but he's definitely. He's he's, Zach De La Roca is is really good. And of course, Fred Durst. (laughs) (laughs) Biscuit! Ah, I'll let people decide what they want to go with that. Um, Yeah, so that would be mine for uh, number five. Well, they definitely had in that album one of the most iconic like songs ever by Rage Against the Machine, which is uh, was it "Killing in the Name of"? That that song is yeah. yeah, I mean, like if there's one song that's gonna like uh, you know be what you choose from Rage Against the Machine. It's definitely that song. Yeah, I was listening to it this week and it was just like every song is good on that album and it was crazy. Well, and they hit so hard. I mean, they had a lot of spinoff work too. And like Tom Morello's done a whole bunch of different projects. Um, and they were supposed to come, you know, in the before times, before COVID, they were supposed to come t- here up to Seattle to play 
I think at the Tacoma Dome with uh, someone else. And that show obviously got canceled. But tickets, I think tickets sold out in like 15 minutes and they were like $160 or whatever. It was crazy. But I honestly was like, dude, I need to see them just because they'd be such an amazing band to see live. Um, But I agree with you, Tom. Uh, It's very hard for me to not enjoy a little rage. So. Cool. Uh, so so this one, I don't think I'll have any um, disagreements on, but uh, I put 10 by Pearl Jam. I think uh, top to bottom, that album is is damn near flawless. Uh, it's kind of written like it's a book, like a book of music, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I love all the one word names for the for the title or for the tracks. Um, I guess why go is two, but you know, and even flow is too, but you know what I mean? Uh, simplistic, <laughs> simplistic in nature. Uh, they all just work so goddamn well. And Eddie Vedder for my money is one of the, the coolest and most iconic voices in uh, our generation. And a local guy. Shout out to Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. That's where we live. Two oh six. Oh, get some. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's, 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 it's pretty awesome. I agree. Uh, what actually, it's funny that you did that. I, I had 10 on my top and I was just like looking at my top five and I was like, it's just half of it was just grunge Seattle music. I was like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try to diversify a little bit, but you're right. Uh, that, is, that would be like one of my honorable mentions. I just had to like not have it just be all Seattle music, but, but that album, especially like some of the notes that he hits when he's singing in like oceans and garden Oh, uh, oh my gosh. And then there's the heaviness of like once and then uh, Mike McCready's solo in Alive, still mm-hmm. one of my all time favorite solos of anything, any song ever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Release is an amazing song. I just I, I think top to bottom that that's an album you can just put on and be like, oh, fuck, yeah, like <laughs> this is so great. But I mean, they're 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 just incredible. Pearl Jam is absolutely incredible. So. Yeah, an absolute favorite by all three of us. That's for sure. Sweet. Mm-hmm. so uh cool come back around dylan uh what's your next choice all right so we're gonna uh mix things up a little bit here and not name another seattle band uh since there are a couple on here but i'm gonna go with another album that it wasn't on here at first and then i was looking at like albums that i have that i you know that i've listened to that are from the 90s and i totally forgot that this was a 90s album astro creep 2000 by white zombie is ooh, that is perfection another one so stay it's funny because the stained album i think the top to bottom there isn't a bad song and then on same thing with this one this is like it is rob zombie is still one of the best artists i feel like we've ever had just because of all the 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 stuff that he does i don't know what you'd want to call it industrial metal or whatever but like listening to this album it was so far ahead of its time just the the um the 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 basing you know like the the base that you hear a lot of music nowadays they they incorporate bass into it and whatnot and it's not just a double bass drum but like really like heavy bass because it sounds nice right and this album is just i mean the the things that he incorporates there's like in one song there's a there's a train track like a train just going by and it's just got that creepy horror film style of a song to it and you know, we all know more human than human when he's got like a, uh, a chick just like moaning at the beginning and like then like builds it up into the song. And it's just it's just so well, so well produced, I guess, is, is one of my things that I just I don't know that as an album I could talk about for days. Just just it's that good. Did you say that was Rob Zombie or White Zombie? 
So, well, Rob Zombie's the singer. This was before he yeah. became his solo. So he uh-huh. did his solo stuff later on. But White Zombie, it was definitely um, a lot more of, I want to say, I don't know what the word would be, like an alternative metal, an industrial metal. You know, he, it became a little bit more radio friendly ish when he started doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Dragula. And I was just like, you know, which is a oh, good yeah. song, but Damn I mean like I'm the one <laughs> yeah. <Scarinated, son. laughs> but, uh, but this album, this is another one of those albums where like it, it's similar to like the Pearl Jam album where it's just like from beginning to end, like you said, it's kind of like a whole story. And that's that's what I think like this like at the beginning of the album, the very beginning is like just some sounds and he's doing like all this Rob Zombie ish type stuff. And then at the end, the last song's like over 11 minutes long and it's got various sounds and various music and then it gets quiet and then it's more music and it, it has a very, uh, uh, just, just a industrial feel to it. And I just feel like it's an album that if it was to put, come out today, it would still be just an absolute banger. I, I feel like it's hard for me to give input because I think I've seen more Rob Zombie movies than heard his songs yeah because because i've probably heard like five songs and i know i've watched more than five rob zombie movies well this is one this is one if you want to put down an album like seriously like put if you just want to just like listen to the best i I would if he had like a top 15 song list this album has like seven or eight of them out of the 11 songs on that top 15 like it's it's that good this from beginning to end it's just and you got to make sure it's one of those albums you got you can't just listen to like calmly like you're kind of like you know, you're just kind of, you know, doing homework or I don't know, just just kind of <laughs> uh, hanging out. You know, I was you just going like, to say I was going to say that I'm going to wa- like listen to it while I'm at work tomorrow, like sitting no. at my desk and like, no, you can't just, do that. Just, just oh, nice, calm work. It's it's it just makes it like I mean, this is like workout music, you know, like when you're punching the punching bag and or something like that, like or if you're just driving and you're just, you know, you're you're absolutely just just crushing down the highway it's one of those types of of albums you, you don't want to sit there and just like you know while you're knitting or you know maybe do a well, little homework or working <laughs> the problem there is i don't i don't work out and i don't speed so what am i supposed to do here uh you know what the album isn't for everybody Some, sometimes <laughs> that's true <laughs> The people that have a very mellow life and are just re- just relaxed you know like they just want to kind of chill and, and just you know just kind of sitting around the couch just kind of vibing and whatnot this album makes you just want to just headbutt a wall every single time. It's so awesome. It's that good. Hmm. I don't know. Jury's out on that one. I don't know about right. no zombies. I just killed a bunch of zombies in uh, fucking Skyrim. So I don't know mm-hmm. about that. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I did not know any Rob Zombie before that song, Dragula. And each time I listen to Rob Zombie, I think of the video game Twisted Metal because yes, he had yes. a song <laughs> yes. on that. <laughs> Absolute and, classic uh, game. Yeah, and that was the uh, that was my first introduction to Mr. Zombie. And then I watched his movies, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So. No, this one. It, it, if you like Dragula, if you if like if you if you like that song and like that style of music, all of the songs on this one are better. Sweet. Thanks, Dylan. Uh, Tom, what's your next choice? Well, I'm going to disagree with you, Zach. Pearl Jam ten worst album ever. Fuck Only off. because I picked Pearl Jam versus. I think it's Ooh. a better album. Um, it has one of my favorite songs, Indifference. It's just like Eddie Vedder sitting there telling a nice little story. But yeah, I just enjoy that album slightly more than 10. That's um, it? That's, that's the reason why? Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe one song? <laughs> is there was going to be a Pearl Jam album on my list, and then I just had to pick the one that I wanted the most. 
and this Oof. is the now, most. Is it the ten one? Is, because... Ten is still great. I was lying about it being terrible. <laughs> is it because it also has the longest title I think I've ever seen in a song? Elderly woman behind a small bar in a town. In <laughs> oh, yeah. West Elderly woman behind the counter in a small town. <laughs> yeah. It's so has, long. Uh, yes, it's a great title for a song. We all know how it goes, too, but it's like, stu- I, I can't think of how it goes. But yes, the title is stupid how long it is. The, the, the title is almost as long as every song on 10, like combined. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty close. I know, right? Tom, That's right. I, don't, I don't agree with that. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, you should look it up. I'm looking it up too. I listen to both albums, and I, I, I think ten. I think better. ten is a better album. But this this album has. I mean, like "Daughter" is an absolutely great song. "Animal oh, yeah. Go" are both really good songs. "Rearview Mirror" is also really, really good. So it's not. Uh, it, it's hard for me to dislike a Pro Jam album, but sure, I, I'd go with ten over this one, and it's it's not close. Sounds yeah. like mine's not making the final list. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah, like like daughter, daughter's in a crazy, uh, an amazing song. I mean, a fun fact about Pearl Jam is, I mean, as many people know, they're activists for a lot of human rights. And and uh, was better, better man wasn't on this one, was it? No, better man was on a different album. Uh, no, that was on um, Vitalogy. That's yeah. right. So so I mean, better man's about you know domestic violence, and they were big proponents against that. Obviously, um, daughter's really good. I don't really remember what that was about, but yeah, dissident is awesome. Um, I mean, you're, yeah, like Dylan said, you're not going to find an argument for me to say this isn't a good album, but, uh, that's, it's really hard to beat 10. I mean, <laughs> 10 is, 10 is like a, a benchmark for, for what you should do as like a, a initial album, basically, especially, and they hit, they hit right at the, at the perfect time. Like 91 is when 10 came out and that yeah. was the perfect time for grunge in the US. I mean, people are like, the fuck is this? And then Pearl Jam and Nirvana and like Soundgarden were all the pioneers of that. They laid the foundation for uh, for mo- for a movement that basically put Seattle on the map. So yeah. Th- yeah, this album does have a ton of really good like if again, it's kind of like one of those things where if you're going to put together like a top, let's say like top 10 or top 15 Pearl Jam songs, you're probably picking at least three or four like off this album alone and putting it on there for sure. Sure. Yeah. That's why I just listen to their greatest hits albums. Cause it's just a lot easier. I mean, 10 is great. Absolutely great. And I love it, but I do, you know, I want, oh, I want God. extra they chocolate syrup on album? my Sunday. Oh yeah. Mm, just a little, uh, maybe a little caramel. Mm. I want a little caramel, a little hot fudge caramel? On, on my Sunday. Or caramel. Caramel. You say, I say caramel. caramel? Or, I say caramel. It depends on the situation. I think I say both. Really? You should do a, should do a what, top what, five ice cream top. I think, episode I think at this at this rate. What, what situation do you say caramel? And then so what? What are your situations here? Hang on, I I, I, I don't want to get sidetracked, but when it's the candy and it's like hard, but when it's like a liquid, it's caramel. Interesting. So like a Twix is well, caramel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's an in between. <laughs> That's I don't have a rule. <laughs> yeah. I, Man, I, I'm just curious. I, I always just say everything's caramel. I'm just kind of curious. So that's that's interesting. I, I wanted to know that that became a very important subject all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's an actual thing. That's just how my brain works. Well, OK, we'll agree to disagree on your brain working there. Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> we agree that it doesn't. I don't have a, a rule for it. That's interesting. So, um, OK. All right, cool. Zach, what do you got here? What's give us one of yours now? All right, so um, I am switching the genre up a little bit, and I have Ready to Die from Notorious B.I.G. 
I think the uh, he's one of the greatest rappers of all time. Um, Hip hop was in this weird transition phase from the 80s into the 90s where, uh, you know, there was a lot of good 80s hip hop, but it had a different style to it. It was a little more poppy and upbeat um, where it didn't have that almost like hood mentality. And um, I mean, Biggie put Biggie put East Coast hip hop on the map. Uh, It's a different style than West Coast. But I mean, from top to bottom, this album is just is unbelievable. Literally, there's a song called Unbelievable. And (laughs) I mean, this is an album that there's three or four songs that people would know right off the bat by hearing it. You have Ready to Die, you have One More Chance, Juicy, Big Papa, uh, Unbelievable, like I said, Um, Warning. I mean, there's there's a lot of really good songs on here. Uh, you don't even need to be a true hip hop head to understand the importance of this album. And the fact that the notorious B.I.G. Um, was murdered and, you know, his life was his life was cut short when he was 27, I believe. Um, just absolutely crazy that this guy had so much star power and he only put out like a couple of albums. I mean, he had so many other songs that were unreleased, but it's just one of those things that he had potential to do something great and, and, and he was getting there. And so it just, it's tragic, but yeah, love, I love Biggie. I will always bump this album and I think it's easily one of the top uh, five albums of the nineties. Yeah. I, I honestly don't have a ton of hip hop. I do like it though. And I recognize a lot of the songs, you know, I'm pulling up and looking at them and whatnot. And it's funny cause I had a couple other hip hop song or albums on my top five when I was trying to like, trying to diversify a little bit, you know, like I had uh, Snoop Dogg's gin and juice on there, or I mean, doggy style that has the song gin and juice on there. And then I was looking at like Tupac, all eyes on me, which has a, like a lot of really, really good album or good songs on that album. And, and obviously Dr. Dre did like a ton of stuff and this nineties had some absolute, absolute uh, good hip hop albums for sure. And, and not being a huge hip hop fan, I can definitely recognize a lot of the songs on here. And every time they come on, you know, if you're out with the bar with some friends or in a car or whatever, and then you get, you know, everyone's really like, they, they get into it real quickly because it's just got a good beat. Sounds good, you know, and he's got a, like a, his voice is, is unique because it's like, I don't know how like to put it. It's, it. it's like, it's like <laughs> deep and bassy, but not like, you know, like I can't handle the speed rap stuff. It's like a little bit more high pitched and his is very like chill. So you yeah. can kind of kick back and just kind of, you know, like that's one like it's the opposite of the white zombie album where you want to just headbutt the wall <laughs> and this you just want to kick back and kick your feet up and, and just get some drinks and, and just kind of hang out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just just get high as hell and just be like, all right, I'm just going to hang out and play video games with my brothers, you know, like whatever. Yeah. My connection to this is I don't I listen. What, to I know what lot. you're going to say. I know you what, know you're gonna what I'm going to say, gonna say yeah. because it's in one of the movies, the only one of the only movies that makes Nailed me cry, <laughs> Hardball, uh, and they sing, uh, "I love you, won't call me big pup." Uh, when they want to calm down the starting pitcher, and you know, because he uses headphones to keep himself calm on the mound, and I'm kind of tearing up a little just thinking about the movie, and I don't want to talk the about Keanu it anymore. Reeves special. Oh, uh, when he gives the eulogy, oh god, the G baby, oh. Oh, I know kung fu. Oh. <laughs> when me and my ugh, me and my fiance watched it together and i started bawling and she asked me is what's wrong with you like, <laughs> <laughs> we've all been asking you that huh, for quite yeah, a while I, now I, I know but it's just so sad 
Yeah, it's a. I mean, it, it's a. It's a good. That's a, a really good movie. I enjoy that a lot. But I mean, this album, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty influential, and it's it's one of my tops of all time. Um, and in terms of diversity, I mean, Dylan, like I just I listen to music all over the map. It doesn't I don't take you as much of a hip hop listener just because I, I know you. And that's totally fine because this is your top five. Like and, and, you know, we'll we'll discuss the merits of it. I know we've only had one argument where Tom is just absolutely wrong that versus is on here. Not 10, but <laughs> these are all facts. Whatever. So but uh, Dylan, what's your next one? So my next one here, I'm definitely um, sticking. We're going to go back to the Seattle scene. And I was, this one was really hard for me to choose because there's like three albums that they put out in the nineties and all three of them are fantastic. In fact, if there's anything that like reminds me of being a teenager, you know, like 12 to 15 years old and just like hanging out at the local game store and, and, you know, we're listening to 99.9 it's Alice in Chains. Um, and specifically I went with the unplugged album and the main reason why is, um, the video, I think, just added a lot to it. Like the Alice in Chains unplugged, like watching it to me, it's one of the most like emotional, um, like emotional live things I've ever seen. Like Lane is is like I could sit there and just stare at him singing and just like he will just barely move. And yet he hits all these 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 notes that are just insane. And Jerry Cantrell, I think, is still going to go as down as like probably one of the best like this generation's uh, just all around artists up there with like Dave Grohl, who can just do anything. He's just perfection in everything that he touches. And but but the but the unplugged because it has songs from a bunch of their different albums. And like I was really going to go with, a, you know, Facelift was was like their first album, which has a bunch of really, really good stuff on there and some other ones. But the unplugged, it is it is absolutely just just raw emotion. And and if you're a musician like, you know, you, you watch that album and just go, it's just perfection. You know, I've I have drummer friends and guitarist friends and they just they watch that and they're just like they can't take their eyes off it because it's just it's so perfect. And and and. I mean, he just comes out like it starts out. Everyone's out there and and Lane just like walks down or walks out, sits down. And within a few seconds, he's just singing. And it's just it's it's perfect. It's the best unplugged album by far. But but any, you know, all of the unplugged albums that happened in the 90s, it's the best one. Yeah. And like they play, when they play Rooster and like No Excuses and stuff, it's just it's I mean, those are so iconic. And you can turn on a radio station at random times and I guarantee you'll hear one of their unplugged songs. Oh, yeah. But. Down in a hole. Like, oh, gosh, yeah. just the, <laughs> oh, just so the goosebumps just just get me every time. Like, especially when you see him singing that, you know, this is a this is an album that you this is the opposite of the White Zombie album. I, I don't want to listen to this and just get all crazy and start working out. I want to listen to this and just start crying in my in my bottle of wine or whatever i'm drinking Your at the time bottle you know, of just, wine. <laughs> <laughs> well it just goes with you know when you're just sobbing into something and just like Are you oh a 40 my year God. old woman <laughs> yeah is it chardonnay <laughs> I'm a, I'm, you know what it's it's riesling and it's fantastic so we'll get out of that later but but this album it's it's so good i mean every song on there, brother is so good no excuses like you said it's 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 a it's an album that just like i mean it, it just makes you tear up by it's just that good What's your favorite Allison Chain song? If you had to pick, um, gun, gun to your head moment. Like I'd probably go with Heaven Beside You. I think that one is Ooh. really good. I love, I love it when when Jerry Cantrell sings as well. Like he has like such a smooth voice, and then you have Lane that has like such a uh, yeah. a little bit more of like a powerful <laughs> voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they complement each other really well. But um, 
I would say like I say, gun to my head and everything like that. Like I'd probably say I'd probably say um, yeah, heaven beside you or again. The again is just a you know that one's a really good one too, and it just reminds me of just uh, being a kid and just like playing you know games and and just listening to 90s you know 90s music and and what comes on the uh, the radio and everything like that it was just you know grind is so good too and yeah but heaven beside you it's a really good one good choice and there's so many to choose from god you look at alice in chains music and you just like all the other albums that spawned from it like mad season and stuff like that you're just like there's the they're so good. They're just every one of those people in that that band, just just perfection. Yeah, uh, that album was going to make my list over my next one, um, but I decided that I couldn't add like what is essentially a best of album. What? I know it, it's great, but well, it's it's a best of because it's they gathered a bunch of songs from all albums. That's what I mean by best of. It's just kind of like that's fair. Uh, yeah, it, it's t- it's tough to like. Is it really like? a great album or a great collection of albums but where you take out all the fluff. I yeah. know, but it's all acoustic and it's a completely different s- but, setting, but, you know, like, but again, it's technically not a greatest hits album, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a different set. I mean, I mean, some of but, my favorite albums that I've ever heard were, were live albums. And just because the difference of, especially now, like we can all relate being, you know, concert lists for the past year plus, uh, having that experience of seeing an amazing performance live and just like Dylan was saying when he was a kid and he saw it young, it, it affects you. And, and therefore that can become your favorite, even if it's like, you know, a greatest hits light. But, and I'm all fine with that. Cause it is my favorite Alice in Chains album. Like <laughs> it just is. Yeah. Um, and if, cause it's if great. I had to, yeah. And if I had to pick an album, I would have picked their, uh, their second album dirt. We'll just throw that out there real that's, quick. That's the one but, I would have picked too. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that one. So anyways, yeah. So Tom, what, uh, what do you got there? What do I got? Well, I'm going to take a curveball out of Seattle Island. Um, that's right. <laughs> Can't hit the curve. <laughs> Can't even hit my change Uh And I'm going to go with uh, Primus Antipop. Um, so this was the first album I ever heard by Primus. I didn't know who Primus was. And it was the first time that I found out that music could be real weird. Like, because they're just a weird band because they go all over the place they could be singing a song about uh, how they don't like the government or a song about how, you know, uh, Courtney killed Kurt or a song about a bull. (laughs) And it's just like, that's a wide range of just like topics going from one song to the other. And Les Claypool is amazing at bass. It's also the first band that I heard where the singer wasn't actually good at singing. <laughs> he just he just doesn't have a good singing voice, but it works. Didn't didn't they also have a bunch of people like that that uh, that like guest appeared on the album as well? Um, well, they've done a bunch of side projects. Like Les Claypool has uh, like Les's Bucket of Burning Brains, where he has Buckethead, and then his drummer. Brian is on that. So they, they do other albums with different people, but under different names. Yeah. No, I was just looking at the album. Cause I remember some of yeah. that ones and the, the people like he has Fred Durst on a song. Yep. He just yeah. has people from everywhere. <laughs> Tom, Tom Morello was on several songs as well. And then the, one of the songs, they even had James Hetfield from Metallica uh, on there as well. So yeah. Well, it, uh, it, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fun fact, Les Claypool uh, tried out for Metallica and James Hetfield said he was too good. Yeah. And he was weird. Like, he's a weird guy. Was he like, but, you're too good? Ah. 
I think that's, that's the only way that you can say it. <laughs> you gotta yeah. get out of here. <laughs> I no, love he, Italica, he so said much, it. But. He said it real sophisticated with his finger in the air. No, mm-hmm. none, none of this. <laughs> no, that's all stage persona. <laughs> cool. Okay, I'm not. You know, I don't know much about. I don't know much about Primus, honestly. I know that the uh, do do they do the South Park intro? Yes, they do the South Park intro. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it's um, like one of their biggest hits. Well, yeah. and then what, once you start <laughs> mainstream, you, you go into Primus, and that leads you into like Buckethead and his weird world. Um, and then you'll just branch off into a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, that's it's, out it's there. the ultra. It's the ultra talented that that just does the the, the weird stuff. Because again, I'm not a huge Primus fan either. But I mean, listen to that dude play the bass. Let's uh, Claypool play the bass. It's just like you're. you're, you're just, how are you you're doing all of those crazy. things? <laughs> you're a freak man you're a freak he is really good like that is for sure he, he's he's one of those people that like it i mean how many how many bassists do you know that have their own bands like it's the the, the bassist the... yeah getty lee, yeah, getty lee. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> there, the, there's a couple for you <laughs> yeah that Fall, being Fall said Out boy <laughs> the the, the bassist <laughs> is the one that the chicks want to sleep with at the the very last they don't want to get with a bassist that's what? like you know <laughs> that's because they know it's going to be the best yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about all that. Yeah. Did, did I did I mention that I played bass for like three months? Yeah. <laughs> three yeah. months, huh? Yeah, three whole months. You probably got, perfect at it after that. Yeah, yeah, I perfected it, and then I was just like, "Oh, I'm done." Jeez, man. Yeah. Good. Cool. Well, so then for my next pick, uh, I play. Uh, I pick "Blood Sugar Sex Magic" by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, I was blown away when I heard that album. I, it was one of the albums, though, that I immediately didn't um, uh, recognize or know when I was younger. You know, I knew like "Give It Away" and um, God, what else? Did I? I mean, I, I heard "Suck My Kiss," but I was like, I don't get this. But "Under the Bridge" and "Give It Away" were probably the two biggest songs on that album growing up, just because of the crazy videos. Uh, but when I got older in my adulthood, that's when I could listen to the entire album and be like, Oh my God, this is so good. And uh, yeah, it's one of those ones that you can just play through and enjoy the hell out of it. It's got about 17 different tracks. Uh, Yeah, 17 different tracks. Um, All incredible. And like Dylan was saying earlier, he alluded to earlier, Anthony Kiedis has got one of those voices that's just so iconic. And, you know, I mean, Flea's one of the best bass players that we've seen in in our generation. Um, They're just they're they're all across the board. You know, everything about California. It's amazing. So uh, I really do like the Red Hot Chili Peppers a lot. And I think this is their their penultimate um, album. That's funny. I that that was in my top five and I I deleted it. I was I was I had it there. And it's funny that you mentioned that because when we were exchanging our top fives that, well, you know what we had and everything like that, I had just removed it for another album. And and that one was on there because you're right. It is like uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Under the Bridge is a song that I was listening to and I was like, I think I was like 10, maybe 11 or whatever. And I remember my mom just being like, "Eh, I don't know if you should be listening to that. Like the song is about like overdosing on heroin, you know, and and I'm, and I'm like writing down the lyrics, like, Oh man, this is so cool. Oh, this is the greatest guys. Heroin. It's funny because actually my dad gave me the tape to this album because my dad had it. And it was just like, yeah, you're kind of getting into music and everything like that here. Check this out. 
And I'm like, oh man, this is really cool. And yeah, I'm like writing down under the bridge lyrics. And my mom's like, I don't know if that's a good idea for, <laughs> you know, but it's okay. I've never done heroin. So I guess, you know, it did not have that big of an influence on me, which is, you know, a good thing. There you go. Well, yeah, um, I know Tom's a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan as well, but um... Um, I, I I would say that Red Hot Chili Peppers just goes under the radar for me. Where like what the fuck I are he- you talking about? Like I hear it, I like it, and then I don't listen to it ever again. And I don't know why I don't listen to it. But that that this is one of their well, best albums, though, for sure. Like I yes. said at the beginning, I only have like fifteen bands that I listen to. So I just I'm when it comes to music I'm an old man set in my ways. All right. I don't know why I chose the bands I did, but those are mine, and I will never relinquish them. Go listen to your yeah. phonograph later. I will. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, this is this is definitely one of their better albums. They had some other really good like later on later on like Californication and Stadium oh, Arcadium yeah. was like they they definitely was like more of the mainstream. But when it was just it's it's the, the album is so funky. You know, I mean, like it's 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 like they can have one song that's just like absolute rock and then they can have another song that is just the beats are just so almost like I want to say like almost reggae style of beats. But yeah, this album is definitely one of my favorite ones from them. Sitting on a sack of beans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like so ridiculous. Way down in New Orleans. Like it's just (laughs) it goes it goes all over the place and their lyrics. I swear to God, Anthony Nikitas, he just goes, Shumbalabanjaya, Dumba to California, <laughs> run through the sock in the dog water, hot button chicken. And I'm like, what? And then he just says California every once in a while. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He really yeah. back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Apache Rose Peacock. That's, a, that's yeah. such a, that's such <laughs> so a good song. Weird. You guys yeah. know what that is? I know what that is. Oh, oh my yeah. God, yeah. Suck My Kiss is such a good song. Suck My Power Kiss quality. is yeah, Breaking the Girl is incredible too. Because that's, that's one of those more, you know, acoustic and then you you have the heavy bass line from fleet too but it's yeah that one's just pure anthony kita's vocals too and it's i mean he's good man yeah that song is really good uh, just like especially when they get into the chorus and it's like uh um when he i can't remember what part of the song it is but there's like a really just a beat to it that is just really really good breaking the girl yeah um you sound yeah, just like him Thanks, man. I know. I was like, California. Avocado. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, Dylan, what's your next one? All right. So uh, we are going to also stay away from the Seattle scene. Um, actually, I only had I have two albums from Seattle, but uh, this one is uh, definitely one of my favorite albums. Um, not my favorite album by them, because their stuff I actually really liked came from the 80s. So an 80s metal band that put out a really popular album, uh, the Metallica Black album. I uh, this this is definitely one of the one of the uh, one of the albums that just has like it, it's it, to the true Metallica fans. They hate yeah. this album. You know, they hate it <laughs> yeah. because because they just they they realize that like, you know, everything stopped shredding as much as it did, like in the one album and, in you know, in, in Master of Puppets and stuff like that. But like Enter Sandman still probably one of their most played songs of all time and uh of the unforgiven and nothing else matters is like two of their i want to say two of their best written songs ever the lyrics in there are just it is it is like tugging at the heartstrings and you know a lot of their other songs on there as well sad but true is just one of the most absolutely like hardest hitting you know drum uh, songs that they've ever put out that, that Kid Rock completely stole and ripped off that just <laughs> made me so mad. 
<laughs> I was so angry when I heard that. But this is I could again another one I could go on forever about. But but just overall, just definitely one of the best. Like just head to toe, Enter Sandman, the struggle within. I remember first hearing that, and I was just like, oh my god, this is so fast. And then I realized it's actually not that fast. There's a lot of other speed metal out there by Megadeth and older Metallica. But like this was the album that introduced me to Metallica in seventh grade. I remember the day when we put on Enter Sandman for our like graduation walking or whatever, you know, and, and it was the beginning of Enter Sandman, just the, the you know, the very, very beginning of it. And it's like the perfect intro song is like when everything just like, you know, just the, the, the very beginning and then it just, it just pops. So. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I think Tom was discussing how Devil Without a Cause by Kid Rock is uh, his favorite 90s album. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> by far. <laughs> I agree, Dylan. Uh, I mean, this is like workout material 101, dude. I mean, the Black Album, self-titled Metallica album is just phenomenal, top to bottom. It's, you know, you put it on a giant uh sound system or uh, i guess we didn't have sound systems necessarily but you know a boom box and uh let that thing hit it it just yeah it hits so it does well. it yeah, hits and, really hard and they're one of the so they're one of the bands when people are like who would you like to see live or dead i mean i have a, a, a handful of them but metallica is the one that i'm like as soon as they tour again if they decide to i don't care how much the tickets are i'm going because it will probably be the last time I'll ever get to see them play. But I mean, these guys are just phenomenal. I've heard they put on such an amazing show. So yeah, uh, love, love the pick. Good choice. Yeah, it's all right. Choice. I mean, it's all right. Choice. <laughs> all right, Tom. Yeah. Tom, what's yours what then? Oh, well, mine is a much better album <laughs> by a much better band. Uh, I'm bringing us back to Seattle uh, for super unknown by a little band called, uh, Soundgarden, that's it. That's right. Okay. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Cornell is my favorite singer. Like, just he's the best. There's no questioning it. R.I.P. It's hard to um, argue. That's for sure. That is hard to argue. He is. He is. He's just good. W- one of the greatest singers in, in, that we will ever hear. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Just every song on this album is great. It's outstanding, and it is the only time I have ever heard a spoon solo. <laughs> spoon man, uh, and it's yes. just like, just like, who puts a spoon solo in their song? This is crazy. Oh man, I random to band it right from now. Seattle. That's who does it. That's right, guy who played the spoons on the boardwalk, and just mm-hmm. like, hey, you want to be on an yeah. album? Sure. Yeah. Fun fact: that song is about a real person from Seattle who would play spoon yeah. solos. Uh, it was a, a homeless yes. guy, I believe. Yeah, panhandling. Yeah, just... and and I saw. Uh, I actually went to a Seahawks game where he was playing. He was the halftime. He was the halftime uh, song where they actually had the guy out there. They had some music, and then the Spoon Man was playing out there. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it, it was not. Let me tell you this. It, 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 it was as boring <laughs> as it sounds. <laughs> what are you but talking about? That sounds cool, like the most right? exciting. There were, were there fireworks or like uh, they, they definitely made a thing sprinklers? of it. <laughs> it was it was just so like wow, it's going to be the guy from the Spoon Man, all oh, the Soundgarden guy. Yeah, then he's out there and he's just th- and he's so into it. He's just wrecking those spoons when he's playing, and it was so boring. <laughs> Everyone's I felt just bad. like, oh, he's just playing spoons. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a much better song about him than his own music. I'll, I'll definitely well, say yeah, that. I mean, <laughs> it's always good to have Chris Cornell singing over your spoons also. 
Yeah, yeah. One of the best live. That guy, that guy can hit notes. They're just unbelievable. Chris Cornell, rest in peace, man. That guy was was. I mean, he's like you said, he's your favorite. He's one of the best. If I did a top five, you know, maybe later on we'll do singers. I'd be hard to find four better singers than Chris Cornell. They exist, I'm sure, maybe different eras, different styles, but like he is absolutely one of the best. Mm. Lady Gaga, number one. So. <laughs> I actually really right. like Lady Gaga a lot. That's fine. I like her too. I actually think she's great. She, she's yeah, she's, she's amazing. So, um, cool. Today. Awesome. Uh, Tom, I, I agree. Uh, Soundgarden's great. I was so happy that Dylan, you and I went to that Soundgarden concert at the Gorge mm-hmm. that one year, and that was fucking phenomenal. And it I, was like was my, two hours long. They played God. an amazing set. Uh, that was the first time I'd, I was ever, I'd ever seen them play live, and I was just so thankful that I got to see him before he passed away because he also was one of my top favorite singers of all time. And so... Um, the only reason I didn't put that one on is just because Super Unknown didn't really have a, a profound effect on me when I was a young lad. It was in later life that I, I discovered Soundgarden. That's understandable. Um, but I, but I yeah. totally agree with your pick, Tom. I totally too agree. young, too young. because yeah. it's yeah, the best pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then which leads me to my pick, uh, Nevermind by Nirvana. I think that um, it's hard to argue again, just like how Ten. Uh, I was explaining how it was kind of the the roots and the foundation for the grunge movement in Seattle. Uh, Nirvana was one of those albums, and I, I can't remember. I think Tom was talking about it earlier about um, a lead singer not being good for Primus. Uh, Kurt Cobain wasn't a good singer. Um, mm. He he was a fantastic poet. He was a fantastic writer. Um, he had a lot of things going on in his head, and unfortunately, he took his life. But uh, he left us with this gift, and he also, you know. Um, it was the start of a, of a lot of different musicians too from Nirvana. Uh, you know, you have your Dave Grohl's and Dave Grohl is like my idol. Um, <laughs> I am a diehard Foo Fighters fan and, and Dave Grohl is like my idol and Pat Smear came out of there and Chris Novoselic. And um, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's fascinating too, because again, you know, they're a local band from Aberdeen, but uh, top to bottom, that album is just so goddamn good. And actually, so I'm trying to think of what my favorite song. So my favorite song on there is not maybe what everyone would think. I would probably say everyone's favorite mainstream song would be like smells like teen spirit, just cause that's the one that's probably the most popular, uh, but drain you. And, um, it's probably, a t- and no, it's probably drain you drain you is my, my favorite song from there. It's so fucking good. And, uh, yeah, I just, I absolutely love it, but no, I'm sorry. Breed. Breed, breed or drain you. Those those two are like. Uh, yeah, tight. I was just looking at the list and I was like, breeds real good. Yeah, <laughs> come as you are is also really good. Come as you are is incredible. Lithium. Yeah, this this yeah. was another one. It's funny again. Like this was another one. I actually took off my top five list. I emailed it to myself and I think I sent you guys that this was on my list. And then I I realized that I just I needed to kind of maybe try to diversify a little bit. But you're <laughs> right. I mean, na- name a song. Smells like Teen Spirit. You know more or name name a song that that literally changed a generation like i was in high school when this or, or not high school maybe but i was coming into high school when did the album come out 91 so i was in yeah so i was in uh i was in middle school and kind of like as the album got more and more popular i was going into high school and i mean like you you couldn't walk five feet without seeing some dude wearing a flannel or yeah. looking like he hadn't you know <laughs> you know the 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 jeans with you know gigantic holes in them or whatever but they're there is definitely not an album in our generation that that like changed people more than this one. And Smells Like Teen Spirit is just an absolute one that you could just it comes on the dan and it didn't you know yeah. that the very beginning and you know exactly you know and then it. the Dave Grohl just said you know and it just like and it's 
it's a, a what do you call it a workout song because yeah yeah revolutionized an entire generation with with one song there it does not get better than that and in utero was it was a very good follow-up album to that as well i might add and bleach had a lot of solid hits on it too yeah, but i yeah, mean yeah. For, for my money it's never mind it's it's nerf or nothing it is <laughs> i think that actually album. i think actually um i'm trying to remember i haven't looked at it in a long time but i looked at it like earlier this week i think this was the it was like unanimously one of the, or not one of the, it was the best album of the nineties, like by the Rolling Stones and a couple other places. It was definitely where it was either number two or number one of, from like every popular rock, you know, magazine or website or whatever, that this was like the best album of the, of the decade. Yeah. I mean, it had a sound that, you know, we hadn't heard before and, and it was something that was so influential and I still, it still hits today and I still will listen to it and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And okay with it. Yeah, all right with it. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tom, no, were you going to say one. something? No, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. I felt like <laughs> I was cutting you off as always. So No, no, no. Cool. Well, from there, we'll move to uh, Dylan's final uh, number five, or not yeah. in any particular order, but his fifth choice. So my fifth choice, it, like I said, it was Nevermind uh, by, by Nirvana, but just not even knowing that you had it on your top five, um, I changed it because I wanted to mix things up a little bit. Um, as nobody knows besides maybe you two, that I am a giant metalhead, and uh, I absolutely love, you know, a lot of metal. You know, Soulfly, Sepultura, Cannibal Corpse, a lot of that kind of stuff, as well as you know, I can get down with some hip hop. But I had to pick an album that, like, another one from head to toe. Uh, Chaos AD by Sepultura is it, it, it is another one of those albums that, like, they they put out like you know. A couple albums in the 90s they also had a rise um they also had uh, uh roots as well and but this this one is is absolutely i think one of their best ones um it has a song on there called the hunt and i think that is still one of the like the coolest sounding metal songs because it's not fast or anything like that but the song is basically just about them going around and, and hunting down and killing pedophiles and the, the song is talking about how it's like you know, there, there's no, you know, basically the, it's about street justice. Like, you know, there, there's no, they even sing it in there that there's no, uh, um, no court of law, no mitigating circumstances. They just go around. It's like, okay, we know what you are and, and just hunt you down. And uh, it's got a lot of other really good ones. Um, and plus Sepultura, they definitely, you know, they're, they're coming out of Brazil. You know, Max Cavalera is one of my most favorite artists because I think that guy just can absolutely just shred the guitar and sing, but I know it's not one you probably don't know too much about, but but Sepultura is is one of the best metal bands out there. I don't know very much. I do know uh, Cavalera just because I've Soulfly. I've heard a yeah. couple Soulfly albums, but I've just never listened to Sepultura because, again, yeah. old man, I just don't listen to music. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> Get off my They lawn. actually had the th- three of their best albums. Well, so Max isn't even part of the uh, – he's not even part of them anymore. He went on oh. to Soulfly, and then Soulfly is over with now, and he's done other things. And he actually has another band out there um, called Killer, Killer Be Killed, um, along with the singer from uh, um, uh, Mastodon and a couple other people that I can't remember who they are, but like they're from other bands or whatever. But yeah, Sepultura, easily one of the best uh, – best metal bands out there. And then this one, one that if I had to like take five albums with me to like go off to like a deserted Island or whatever, this one I'm definitely taking as like one of my best metal albums from the nineties, just cause from head to toe, it is just, it's, it's fast Brazilian heavy metal. You know, it's badass. 
I will put it on my Spotify queue. Uh, I recommend everyone to do that. Yeah, refuse, resist. I mean, like you know, the, the whole the whole album. I mean, like they are. They, you know, when you when you listen to metal, everyone just wants to just kind of be like, oh, they're just screaming, blah blah blah, you know, whatever. But like, you know, when they're refuse, resist is literally like about like, um, uh, like fighting against like you know, I want to say like communism. I and mean, basically, you know, they have a lot of you know, they have a really good video out there, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, you know, they're not just a screaming into the microphone, you know, we got nothing for lyrics, kind of a metal band. I mean, they put out some really, really good stuff. I've never heard of them. Simple plan. You say that's the band name. Simple plan. <laughs> good is, that your next simple plan. is that your next one? I wouldn't <laughs> no. be surprised. I think I it was like the 2000s. Like <laughs> simple plan. Dude, if, if I picked one, it would it, from the 90s, it would be like InSync or Backstreet Boys. But I think they're in the 2000s, so I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Just for really what they, they did. They might have squeezed but. in there right at the beginning. No, I don't know. Um, Tom, what's your next choice? Well, my next choice is my favorite album of all time, not just 90s, but it's uh, Anima by Tool. Um, Tool is my favorite band. They have never made a bad album. Sure, it takes them 15 years to make each album. Yeah, but that's because you have to work to perfection. Um, this album isn't perfect because of one song. What is it? It is a crying baby. It's a goddamn yeah. crying baby. And every time I hit <laughs> next, I can listen to every other song on the album, and that crying baby comes up, and I'm like, God damn it! You have to remind me every time Dude. that you're one song away from being perfect, <laughs> and you just have to ruin it. Danny oh, Carey on, on the drums for 46 and two is just freaking phenomenal. And when, when I heard that, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I just, yeah, I was blown away. Well, Danny Carey is easily one of the best drummers ever. Yes. He's Absolutely. my favorite drummer. Absolutely. Uh, the yeah. song push it, just the, the peaks and valleys of just kind of like a wave that you go through, through the song mm-hmm. is just crazy good where it's like, it builds up, builds up. And then it just drops completely to the bottom. It's just kind of lulls. Mm-hmm. And then it builds up for a big explosion at the end. Oh, yeah. Eulogy is, is eulogy is probably one of their top three best songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So third yeah. eye also third, third eye just has the, 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 the long sound effects, the, the pause, you know, like a lot of songs will do. They always do it at the end where they pause and then go on to something else or like the song keeps going and then they go into like something else. They have Bill Hicks comedy at the beginning of it. Just, oh, it's all so good. <laughs> oh, Bill Hicks comedy makes for a great song. It, it's at the beginning of Third Eye. All those, the <laughs> guy know. talking, that's all Bill Hicks, and he's and, hilarious. Uh, you know, and 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 Justin Chancellor's baseline on, on any Tool, Tool album is just so freaking iconic. And I mean, God damn, you're right. Like, so it's crazy how I, good they I, I was talking. <laughs> I was talking about that uh, the Soundgarden concert being amazing because, like, Dylan and I saw it at. Um, uh, say, uh, the gorge. Yeah. And uh, so that was awesome, right? The gorge is just an amazing venue. Yeah, it's great. But I also saw a tool, uh, back in 2017, I think 2016, whenever, whenever they were here last. Oh my God. Do they do an amazing gig? And you guys have seen them live, right? Sadly, I have, I've seen a perfect circle live. Uh, yeah, actually I, Tom I, and I went and saw a perfect I, circle together. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was gonna, uh, my fiance was going to get me tickets to Tool before the time we're in happened, and then yeah. they canceled their tour. And it was like, in, no, in the before, I was before finally going to be able to go. 
Yeah. So, so Maynard, what, what Maynard does is, uh, he doesn't like to be in the front of the stage. And so when they came on, like, obviously they put on a, a really crazy show with a whole bunch of weird visuals and like sounds that say like, I don't know, you know, the future is now except your past or whatever. Think, and think for yourself. Yeah. Just we- weird shit like that, like Orwellian style. But, uh, basically Keenan, uh, he stays behind, uh, like one of the, one of the speakers and he just kind of stays in the background out of the light. And that's how he performs, but it is so on par for that, for who he is. And, um, they're incredible. They sound incredible live and it's, it's, it's freaking phenomenal. They played like a two hour, two and a half hour show or something. It was like two hours, but my God, they were good. It's real weird because he has like stage fright. So he kind of like is in the back, but he's also only in his underwear and painted half blue and half white. And it's yeah. like, this is a strange combo where you're like, oh, I'm scared of being on stage. But look at me. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that's a, a very good choice, Tom. I mm-hmm. you won't find argument from me. Yeah, it was hard for me to not have a tool album on my top five, but like they are still they're one of my most favorite bands as well. Like I'm looking at my top five. I'm just like. Again, I how many I I have like a top ten honorable mentions and 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 Tool is a, a Tool album is definitely on there. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. So all right, so cool. Zach, what do you have for your last one here? Rounding it out for my final pick uh, of the of my greatest uh, albums of the '90s is Tupac, All Eyes on Me, uh, much akin to. Um, Ready to Die with Notorious B.I.G. This is the antithesis to that. This is the West Coast rap. Uh, It is a gigantic album. It's 27 songs. But that's the point about it is he had so much to say and his his amalgamation of tracks and and how eclectic he was um, was phenomenal. And I mean, this is this might as well be his greatest hits album. Uh, There there aren't there are some some, you know, kind of forgetful songs, but at the same token, you respect everything that Tupac Shakur did and much like Biggie, you know, he died way too young, but uh, if you listen and look at this album, I mean, all about you ambitions as the writer, uh, two America's most wanted uh, California, California, California love. exactly. California, <laughs> California love is probably one of the most uh, popular ones. Life goes on. I uh, got my mind made up. I mean, so many Bay area rappers in this, so many, uh, you know, West coast rappers, like it just, in, in that sense, you got the North Cal and the SoCal rappers. It's just absolutely incredible. Snoop, Nate Dogg, Daz Dillinger, Corrupt, Redman, Method Man, Casey and JoJo. George um, Clinton. George Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Dre. Um, I mean, it's it, it's pretty incredible. And um, I mean, I, I'm a, a, a huge Tupac fan. I think what he did for hip hop was was there's there's no words to thank him enough for what he he's, did. For, 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 he's on the Mount Rushmore of of hip hop. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, that's oh, yeah. for sure. You know, that's I mean, I mentioned it earlier. It's him. Vanilla Ice. No. Uh, <laughs> Snow. Uh, he's great. Oh, uh, man. We want point. we want people to listen to this. You know that, right, Tom? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Said a boom boom bye. Matt Snow. Yeah. That's um, right. He, he was a comedian, Canadian white Jamaican rapper. I mean, there how, you go. how could you lose at that? Slip it to beats. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's what I have. I mean, that's uh that's my top five. Um, so that was uh that those were our lists. And just to recap real quick, Dylan, we have Dysfunction by Stained, uh Astro Creep 2000 by White Zombie, White Zombie, uh Unplugged by Allison Chains, uh Metallica, the self-titled Metallica Black album, uh, Chaos A I or Chaos AD by Sepultura. Is that correct? Sepultura? 
Sepatua. Sepatua. Yeah. So that is Dylan's top five of the 90s. But, uh, Thomas. Thomas has Rage Against the Machine, self-titled. Uh, Versus by Pearl Jam. Anti-Pop by Primus. Super Unknown by Soundgarden. And Anima by Tool. Best so, list ever. I don't know about all that. But uh, yeah, if you disagree with Tom, you can hit him up at uh, Matanura123 on Twitter. That's M-A-T-N-R-A-123. He loves the N-R-A, that Tom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, loves it. <laughs> um, and then Zach, that's me. Uh, I have 10 by Pearl Jam, Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G., Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nevermind by Nirvana, and All Eyes on Me by Tupac Shakur. So uh, that was fun, guys. I really enjoyed that. Um, Dylan knows his music. He uh, he's Mr. Encyclopedia Brown there. I definitely try to do a little yeah. bit of research. Yeah, yeah. I felt and, real and I, awkward. Yeah, and and we want people to you know when you're talking about the Twitter, we want people to also go on there and and maybe maybe vote on which one of the three of ours that you liked the most as well. You know, give us give us your top five of what you would of what you would put on there or or just go on there and vote and say hey you know what dylan's was better than tom's by far which is probably true but it's nice to hear it you know from everyone else that listens to it Mm, i don't think that's gonna happen (laughs) well we know at least it's top three tom your your list is at least top three of us oh sweet at least a bronze (laughs) yeah yeah you're you're at least a bronze that's for sure yeah well you, you you guys know what else is fun uh, this really great store called Geek For uh, really great store called Geek Fortress, uh, located in Snohomish, off of Thirteenth uh, Street su- number Sweet K. Is that right? Twelve oh seven Thirteenth Street Sweet K in Snohomish, Washington. Uh, if you are looking for your magic, your tabletop, any types of card or board games, um, and you want to talk to a funny, funny guy who just wears tank tops all the time, go say hi to Dylan. He will uh, he'll chat your ear off. A really good store to to spend your money at. Um, sun's out guns out even if it's cloudy outside right hell yeah makes man. no sense and uh I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to get some D stuff together but i need to find friends first that's what i have yeah. to do <laughs> i'm your friend but i already have enough D. oh too much it's too a much lot harder D&D. than you think these days yeah yeah so check that out geek fortress a uh, great spot if you live in washington um if not you might be able to email the owner i know him he might be able to work out something with you for shipping i don't know i'm just uh, throwing shit out there i hope i'm not getting him in trouble but um yeah so all righty well thank you for tuning in to the top five podcast be sure to follow us on twitter at top five podcast at zachdale60 at matnara123 Uh, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we are crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. We want to thank our sponsor, Geek Fortress, for supporting us. Be sure to check out geekfortressgames.com for all of your magic, tabletop, and role-playing game needs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Why not just do all of them? Thank you, and remember, it is okay to be wrong, even though you think you are right. See ya! Bye.